Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. I don't know how many of you remember the children's story, The Emperor's New Clothes, Okay. If you don't remember, I'm going to condense it. And if you do, maybe this will be a refresher. Uh, There's an emperor, he needs new clothes, and he hires these two tailors to come in. And the tailors, what they do is they have the emperor stripped down naked, and they pretend to put clothes on him. And they keep saying, this looks amazing, these colors, this fabric. And he goes, really? Oh, okay. And he starts to believe them, but he's naked. Okay, he has no clothes. And they keep saying, no, you look amazing. And the other attendants in the court come in and they see the the emperor naked, but they realize, he says, what do you think of my clothes? And they go, oh, uh, they're so nice. You've got amazing clothes. He goes, the colors, right? Oh, yeah, the colors. It looks amazing. And he goes, ah, yes, I know. And then he walks out in the town, okay, and walks about in the town. But everyone knows the emperor got new clothes, And so everyone starts saying, oh, wow, look at those clothes. And then there's a kid in his utter honesty says, you're naked. (laughs) Destroys the whole thing. There's something like that in the air when we celebrate Christ, the king of the universe. And don't, don't get deflated on me. I say this gentle with all of our faith, but it's like, It kind of feels that way sometimes when people talk about Jesus as the king of the universe. We're like, he's in charge. He's almighty. He rose. He's with us. You just got to trust in him. We tell family and friends, it's going to be okay. Jesus will take care of everything. And of course, in one sense, that's true. But in another sense, it can feel so much like, look at the emperor's clothes. And we're all like, yeah, he's great. He rose. Jesus is the king. He's in charge. It's amazing. And then we turn on the news and it's Russia and Ukraine and Israel and Hamas. Or we have a family member who's dying of cancer. Or we have holidays and everyone feels such a lack of unity around the table. And we look at our culture and even in our church and we think, we don't know what we're doing anymore. And they're like, no, he's the king of the universe. You just got to believe it. It's like, yeah, wonderful clothes, king. Emperor, you look great. It can feel that way. This was all brought to me in such clarity this week because I received an email from a woman in New York City. She helps run a a ministry that's an international ministry. Actually started in Italy, but she kind of runs the American branch. And she emailed me asking for prayer. She was waiting for the results of a biopsy. And the email was so refreshingly honest. It was so honest. She said, please pray for me. She goes, for whatever reason, faith doesn't seem to give me the peace everyone keeps talking about. And she goes, I don't know. Jesus talked about that little seed. Apparently, I don't even have that much because I'm just not at peace as I'm waiting for these results. And then she ended with this. But I guess that's right where Jesus has to begin in my life with my lack of ability This is a woman who is a consecrated virgin, meaning she's given up husband, career, kids. She believes in Jesus. She knows he rose. He's the king of the universe. He's alive in the Eucharist. She spends 
time during every day praying with him. She even spends her life ministering in his name. But with utter honesty, could simply say, "Ah, faith doesn't give me the peace that everyone keeps talking about. Jesus doesn't rise because you and I are enthusiastic. He's not the king of the universe because you and I are peppy. And, oh, he's so good. He's the king of the world. He rose from the dead. He's the son of God. Whether or not you and I are happy or sad, sick or healthy, alive or dead. It's got the same kind of power to it as 2 plus 2 equals 4, or at least a similar kind of way. It's true, but it doesn't seem to affect very much at first. Jesus being the king of the universe is not like the Incredible Hulk in a Marvel movie. He's not a worldly power because his kingship, his reign, his authority is always love. And love never imposes, coerces, or forces. It invites, it purports, it purports to have good news, it invites, but never threatens, never coerces, never overpowers. Jesus, there's a, there's a cartoon for a while that Jesus and the devil were like an arm wrestling competition. And they're, both their muscles are really strong. and it, Jesus' muscles wouldn't even flex. He's so much stronger than the devil. But he doesn't exercise his authority against us. Sometimes we can forget where we are in the chapter of salvation history. You and I are in the chapter known as the church. Sometimes it's called the already but not yet. Sometimes it's called the fullness of time. But for the sake of the day, let me be so bold as give it a new word. We're in the era of freedom. God is giving you and I a space to respond and choose. Do we believe Christ is the king of the universe? And are we actively trying to imitate him and put into practice the things he teaches? Or are we not? Do we believe he's the king of the universe? And so as all of you this great Sunday morning wake up and frequent the sacraments because he says he's present there, that he's in the scriptures and the church teaching and the lives of the saints, do we allow those things to form and influence us? Or do we not? He's giving us freedom. Now it's a freedom where there is an eternal consequence to how we live. The gospel today is he's not trying to scare us or shame us or force us into living the gospel by saying, hey, in the end, some are going to be really happy and some are going to be miserable beyond you wildest dreams, how painful their life for all of eternity will be. He's not doing that to shame us and ha ha, gotcha. He's doing that to simply out of his kindness, let us know that the kind of man and woman we become with our freedom matters. The kind of things we overcome or don't overcome matters. How we think, speak, and treat people around us matters. It's not just nice to be nice. There's eternal consequences. He's like, I want you to know that so you can use your freedom well. There will be one more era called the end times. We'll hear echoes of that throughout the season of Advent. In the end times, Jesus comes again in glory and we will see the almightiness for sure because all of time will be stopped and there'll be no more time to change. Jesus, could you just give me 15 minutes? I'll pray a rosary, I promise. 
If you give me five minutes, I'll call that person and apologize. I really will. I'll fix things. I'm sorry. Just give me one more day. You'll see me at a soup kitchen. It'll be unbelievable. You'll be so proud of me. There'll be no more time. Who we are in that moment is who we will be. The gift he gives you and I right now is the gift of time. Every morning you wake up, it's as if Jesus, the king of the universe, saying, I trust you with another day. Please don't squander it. Become the kind of man and woman that people will look at you and say, what's different about you? And you'll say, I'm becoming what we were meant to be, an image of God. At Mass, we hear the Scriptures, which is the Word of God. The Word becomes flesh again and again in the Eucharist, and then we eat and drink His body and blood so that we can be His body, blood, voice, heart, lungs, ears, eyes, and hands everywhere you go. If the bread and wine are the only thing that change at Mass, we miss something. We're meant to be transformed ourselves so that we realize, oh, I don't have to be the answer. I can be like that woman waiting on the biopsy. I can be scared and nervous, but I still believe there's a Jesus. And I believe he loves me. And I'm not sure how it's all going to work out. There's things we don't know. That's why at the heart of everything we do is a mystery. We know some things that are true. Jesus is God. He died and rose. He knows us by names and he walks with us. What that means and what that will look like We're not always sure. But it's certainly going to be difficult for people to find us credible if we aren't willing to be honest. That sometimes, Jesus being the king of the world means there's a lot of bad stuff going on. We don't know how it all goes together. But we wait on him, we pray to him, and we trust in him.